Today's story comes from Zahra Al-Kindi. You may remember her from episode 11, which was titled, Let's Talk About Cancer. I was diagnosed with breast cancer, stage 3. When Zahra shared her story on stage, she mentioned something at the very end, which we did not include in the cancer episode because it wasn't specifically related to that story. This is what she said. God, this was my last exam on earth, Halas. No more punishments, no more exams, no more anything until that one day my son was kidnapped. Yes, my son was kidnapped and tortured. He was 12 years old at that time. And while interviewing her for the cancer episode, I brought it up. She gave me an overview of what happened, and then we decided that it would be better if we met in person to talk about it. This was before the whole COVID-19 situation. It was uh, in February. And that's the story that you'll be hearing in this episode. My name is Abdullah Al-Ma'wali, and welcome to True Story Tent. Um, so, uh, I don't know where to start. So it started... Uh, so we entered, and... It's the worst and the dumbest thing I've ever decided to do. It was Ramadan, actually. It was the last week before Eid. We were preparing for Eid. So the children, they had to go to their dad, spend the last weekend before spending the Eid with me. And I was at home. And I remember talking to my son just before the incident. And I started getting this WhatsApp call. It's continuous. And whenever I look at the WhatsApp and I see it's his stepmother calling, I ignore her because I wasn't on VPN. So I was like, okay, I'll ignore the calls right now. I'll see. I need to prepare myself and get ready. But she kept on ringing one after the other, one after the other. And I was not reading even messages. And then she wrote me like, please call. It's urgent. This is midday. Yeah, it was afternoon. Mm. And I called her. And I was like, "Uh, yes, uh, tell me, what is it? She was crying. I could tell. She was crying and she was crying loud. And uh, I went like, uh, yes, talk. She started screaming, in fact, saying that, just say la ilaha illallah. Just the person telling you that, and I know she's having my two kids there, you would assume one of them is dead. So I started screaming immediately, crying, which one? I was asking her, which one of my kids? And she keeps on saying, just say la ilaha illallah. And I keep on asking her back, like, which one? And then she said, my son's name. Of course, yeah, I I collapsed. I started really crying and screaming and I was in shock. The first thing she did was call her son's friends, but none of them answered their phones. She then decided that she would drive to her son's father's place. So when I got into my car, I got another call from the stepmother. She said, um, he's back. But the way she said it, of course, like, he's not alive. She said he's back, which was already, it, it could, I think it was maybe at 4, 4.30. So about four, three, four hours uh, passed He was by. not, yeah, okay. he was not there. 
Zahra kept asking her for details of what had happened, but she didn't say much other than that his father is heading to the police station with her son. The only thing your, your son said, he said so-and-so's name. She recognized the name. This is a 27-year-old man who's married with kid. She said, do you know this guy? I said, yeah. On the way to the police station, Zahra called the wife of the 27-year-old that the son had mentioned. I know his wife. Apparently, we're relatives. So I called her and I said, just send me your husband's number. I can't talk to you right now. And I called the guy. Amazing the way he spoke to me. Hmm. He was like, yes, auntie, how are you? I said, um, listen, I'm not going to talk much. I want you to come to this police station right now. I'm heading there and I want you there. He said, um, I need to, to, uh, to perform my prayers. I said, fine, perform your prayers, but not Maghrib prayers. No, Asr prayers. I'm heading there and I want you there. So uh, I got to the police station and I remember that he was in the car, in his dad's car, and his dad in, is he's sitting in the driver's seat. And immediately when I got there, a uh, few police guys, they just surrounded the car from my side so that from my son's side so that I don't see him. And immediately I parked and rushed to, to see my son. They requested my ex-husband to drive. Like, don't let her see the son. Just let him go. You go. And then they took me in. Of course, I was just screaming like, I want to see my son. They were like, no, don't worry. He's okay. So I... I could not get the story much, but all what I got at that moment from the guys, uh, the police, uh, the investigators, I mean, uh, they only told me, like, uh, we took pictures of your son's body. We requested him to go to the hospital for the report. But uh, he was taken to the dunes. He was tied and he was beaten with the horse whip. This is only what we have for now let's keep it this way but we assume that you have if we tell you the name you will know who's the person who did that I said yeah he's on his way at that time I was worried about my son so I told him I'm sorry I really have to go and see my son and I left she arrived at the hospital where she finally got to see her son I I wish I wish I didn't go to see my son because uh, as a mother that's not something I would want to see you know you know it's like it's like he was like just like a paper torn and I don't know he was so hurt bleeding from everywhere you can imagine he was choked he was beaten boxes you know feasts on his face he's just a child just 12 year old and he's very skinny boy he's not he's very skinny i don't know how to explain that you can't hit a child like that no matter what so um what was his state and did he talk did he say anything he was in trauma he was in shock he was in shock he could not speak to me not to me not to his dad he was in in he was very silent so he did not cry he did not say anything he just looked at me and then i was of course collapsing and crying and screaming 
and they've asked me to leave and the father told me just go and follow up with the police let me just finish this so I went back there to the police station and the moment I got there this guy who kidnapped him walked in with his father and they were just fine like hi auntie how are you I didn't I didn't look at the guy I looked at his father I respect his father and they took them inside for investigation and I went in and and these people I'm sorry to say this I don't know if I'm supposed to say this but uh, these people are one of the top I mean millionaires of the country so they walk in and they know like I'm getting out of it so the guy went in there the father went in there and he said like who are you to call me and ask me to come here do you know who am I I am so and so and so before he continues yani his name the investigator screamed at him he really yelled he said you shut up your son has done something and we don't care who are you and then so i was still standing there at the door and the son, and that guy the kidnapper said you know what he did uh, he was chatting with my sister i guess those policemen they were just going mad and they were like who are you to apply justice on the child he's a child there is a law this is a country there is law you have a problem you come here you complain here we will take it over from here so it started becoming so chaotic in there i was pushed outside because i was i was just you know screaming i i felt like i wanted to choke that guy really and they took him in with his father for investigation while i was sitting waiting outside and suddenly i get a call from the father they're still at the hospital and he's telling me uh, zahra uh, there was another child kidnapped before and he was taking the video he was beaten he was tortured just to take the video so there is a video and i went like where is the video he said from the guy's phone just go grab the guy's phone right now and alhamdulillah it's like god you know closed his eyes and his mind he was carrying his phone the, the kidnapper he was carrying his phone in his pocket and i and i told the investigator can you please just do this he went in immediately while i was talking in fact he went in grabbed the phone and he told and he asked the kidnapper give me the password and he did blindly he did <laughs> as soon as he opened the phone he collapsed they started passing the phone and they were like this is something should not go out of this place and and they forwarded that video to their phones alhamdulillah because after that when it locked itself the guy did not want to open it because it was the evidence that he has done that they decided to lock him in under investigation so but until now me and the father we are not allowed to see that 
by the police they're not allowing yeah by law we're not allowed yeah by law we're not because it will really affect us as it is it's already it's already affecting us and i don't think i think it's really right for them for not allowing us to see that you know after the break we find out the series of events that led zahra's son to be abducted This episode is brought to you by our TST tribe on Patreon. You guys are enabling us to amplify voices from the Middle East. You're enabling us to create episodes like these. So, thank you. If you're listening and you'd like to be part of the tribe, head over to patreon.com forward slash true story tent. You'll find the link in the description. And back to our episode. During my phone call with Zahra, when I asked her about the story, she mentioned the inciting incident that led all of this to happen. The story was my son was chatting with a girl who was at his age. Mm-hmm. He was 12, she was 13, I guess. They were chatting through Instagram. You know the kids these days. Yeah. And they were, you know, kind of in a relationship. I love you, I like you. And you know kids. Mm-hmm. He, they were chatting and her brother found out that these two people are these two kids are talking of course he tortured his sister first wow can you imagine can you imagine we are still in that era as the investigation went on more details about what happened that day began to surface zahra found out that while her son was at his father's house he received a call uh, from a relative of his who is about the same age. He told him, like, uh, uh, I am coming to your house to play right now. And my son went like, yeah, but I'm not at my house. I'm at my dad's house. He said, yeah, okay, I'll come. And he hanged off. It turns out that the kidnapper abducted the first kid in order to lure Zahra's son out of the house. So all what happened is the, the, the other guy came and he called, he called my son. He told him, come and open the door. I'm here outside your house. My son left his mobile and he told his stepmother, I'm going to bring so-and-so from the door. Mm-hmm. So he went out, he put on his sandals, he went out and he never came back. So he left all the doors open. The entrance and the gate were open. An hour later, she just realized like, there's no way my son would leave his phone and just go out and disappear, especially that it's afternoon and he's fasting. She waited until, I think, last of prayers. That's when they knew that something bad had happened. They feared that the son might have been abducted, and they were right, he was, by his 27-year-old relative. I heard the whole story from my son telling the judge throughout the three months. I heard it as if I see it, the way he says the story, he tells the story. He said, uh, as soon as the guy arrived, I opened the gate. The kidnapper told him, go, go grab your sandals. So he went back, grabbed his sandals, said, come in the car, let's go for a ride. And when he went in the car, the other, the other boy was sitting in front seat. He was crying, you know? And he was crying in silence. He was not talking. Usually they're best 
cousins and they, they laugh and talk. That day it was really silent in the car, the way he explains. And he said, uh, the kidnapper asked him, do you know why you are here? And my son went like, no, can you guess? He said, yes, I can. So he said, the guy drove, drove us. He said, it looks like a place where our school is located, which is Boshar. Well, as soon as he said that, I knew it was Boshar. So he said he drove there and he took us up to the dunes. Up on top? Yeah, on top of. And, and then he asked us to get down from the car. And then the other guy did not want to get down. He came and opened my son's door at the back and he asked him to come down. And he took a wire and tied his hands. And then uh, uh, he took the whip and threatened the other boy, like, if you don't come down now from the car, I'm going to hit you more. So he was already beaten before and hit. So he was like, I'll beat you again. You better come down and you better hold my phone and start taking a video. Until that, that moment, my son, he said, I wasn't clear what was going to happen. And then he said the guy went at the back of the jeep, he opened the door and he took a rope and he came and he tied me, my whole body and my arms behind. And then he said he came and tied me again at the front of the car, the bumper where it was really hot, of course, burning. And then he pushed my uh, his, his face onto the, the steel, you know, the bumper steel. And then he started hitting my son and screaming, like, do you know why you're here? You're talking to my sister. So he kept on hitting him, beating him, yelling and screaming. And people who saw the video, they say your son never dropped a tear. He was just looking at the guy. He was very strong, holding himself. Uh, the video was shaking, so it seems that the other guy was so scared that he was shivering, shaking, and he kept on doing that. And then after that, when he was done, he flipped the whip the other way around, the other side where he holds it, uh, with the wooden part. He started hitting with the wood on my son's face. And my son was saying that I was trying to turn my face the other way, but he was just hitting. I could not. I was stuck on the car. The car was burning my chest and I could not. He was just hitting. He's hitting my face. And when he was done, uh, he moved him from the car and he started choking him by hands, choking my son. And he was threatening him. He was telling him the next time you get closer to my sister, I'm going to bury you here that no one will know where do you exist. How could you tell a child something like that? And it wasn't just like that. He put them back in the car. He drove back. And when he got home at his father's place, of course, he locks the door. Of course, the child lock, he locks the doors from inside. He had to open the door for him. And 
my son went off and he started feasting his face, you know, he hitting him on his face off. while, no, while he's dropping him down at his father's place. Yeah, he started hitting and the guy, the thing is my son doesn't scream. So he was just quiet under shock of, of the whole thing, you know. And he carried him, carried him and throwed him in the parking lot. That's when his sister walked out. She did not see who was it. She just saw her brother fainted on the floor with full of blood. Do you know what happened to the girl your son was talking to? <laughs> At that time, I did not want to know anything. I, would, I didn't care. I, all what I cared was about my son, so I didn't ask. Because the sister was, uh, I think she was in UK at the time, in a holiday with same, her mom. same age as your son. She's older than him. She's two years older, so she was 14. She was with her mom in UK. So they were only chatting in Instagram chat. So at that time, I did not really care to ask what happened to the girl. Mm -hmm. But later on, a few weeks later, uh, one, of course, ladies talks and people, they come home to hear the story. And then one of the ladies, she told me, she told me the girl was about to be killed. And the mother was trying to protect the girl. And this, the, the, her brother was just hating the girl. She's just a child. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens next might shock you. In the next episode, we will find out why Zahra's son was put in prison. I told you, these people are high rank people. They could play with papers, you know. And what happened to the 27-year-old kidnapper. My name is Abdullah al and I'll catch you on the next one.